But as this week unfolded, um, it started off, and, and, and Jared had been in quarantine and, and stuff, and so uh, it looked like he was going to be here today. But as the week kept going, uh, those, it was going down. Uh, and so uh, here I am, right? And I kept thinking, what am I going to talk about? Like, if it really happens and I'm here, what am I going to talk about? And, and I've wrote about four sermons this week. And the last night, I landed on an older sermon that I'd preached before that just kept bubbling up in me that I thought, you know what? There's, there's something there. And, and so we're going to look at Psalm 150. Um, Praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty heaven. Praise him for his mighty works. Praise him his unequaled greatness. Praise him with the blast of a ram's horn. Praise him with the lyre and the harp. Praise him with the tambourine and the dancing. Praise him with the strings and the flutes. Praise him with a clash of cymbals. Praise him with loud clanging cymbals. Let everything that breathes sing praises to the Lord. Praise the Lord. That's good. I mean, that's just good. So David's writing this, man, and I can just feel his emotion. I can feel his energy. I can feel his excitement. And he's just saying, man... Let everything that breathes praise the Lord. And so I think about that, and this is February coming, right? Right? So, so love month, right? So every, all things Valentine's. I mean, Hobby Lobby's been ready since October, <laughs> and it is here. But February's getting ready to start already. I feel like there's still Christmas presents in my living room that we haven't opened, you know? Uh, but, but I don't know about you, but I'm ready. I'm ready for this, this new and put all this weather behind us. You know, put this, uh, this wave of COVID behind me. I'm ready for something new. Um, and I'm hoping February. I mean, and here it is, right? And it feels like it's like you know, I'm going to start my diet on Monday, right? So I'm hoping February brings us something new. And over the past week or so, I've had a lot of time to just reflect back at what God has done in my life and what God is doing here at this church and, and what God is working on um, uh, over this past year. And I've thought about the possibilities of what's happening here. I mean, like I was talking about Wednesday night, all these kids and all this energy. Um, on Thursday, there's a gathering here at lunch. All they do is pray. How awesome is that? I mean, we, they come in here for an hour and just pray. It's one thing to say prayer's a priority. It's another thing when you do it, you know. And so they're here and they're praying. And, and I think about uh, uh, what we're going to look like going ahead into the future. I think about, I've thought about the highs and the lows of, of this past year. And, and I thought about, you know, just, just all the things that... Um, that go into what happens uh, to be new. I've thought about what was good. I've thought about what was bad. I've thought about just all this stuff. And I think over the past couple of years, 
One of my favorite things that has happened to me in my, in my life is a dance. Um, yeah, a dance. Imagine that, me. In Jeremiah 31, 13, um, there's some amazing words. This is a chapter where Jeremiah is predicting a new covenant. He's talking about uh, how one day all of our sins is going to be forgiven. Now, for us today, that's just common. We just, we just accept that and we live into it. But back then, this was mind-blowing. And so he predicts that he predicts that we could have an intimate relationship with God without having to go through a priest or, or, or whatever. And, and, and this was a brand new thing. And he predicts all that in this chapter. But he also says this. Then young women will dance and be glad. Young men as, and old as well. All of us are going to be dancing and be glad. I'll turn their mourning into gladness. I'll give them comfort instead of joy. And comfort and joy instead of sorrow. I will satisfy the priest with abundance. And my people, they will be filled with my bounty. Man, that sounds good, don't it? I mean, as we read that, you know, and as we heard that in Psalm 150, how, how the psalmist described a, a, a life with joy filled with God and how he described lots of music and lots of dancing. And here we hear it again, you know, how there's going to be dancing. And I think back over my life, and, and like I say, one of my highlights was a dance. Um, let me tell you about it. And this wasn't too long ago, just within a couple of years um, we were at my house, and we were in the living room. And, and, and if you hear me talk, I talk a lot about our dining room table because that's where people usually congregate. But for some reason, this particular day, we were in the living room. And, and it was me and Billy and, and uh, our kids. All three of our kids were there. Uh, and a couple of extras. It's, it's not uncommon for there to just be some random kids at our house, you know, and so we were all there, and, and we were gathered, and we were just having fun that day, but this particular evening, we were, I don't know, we were kind of playing this game where we had, all had our phones, I mean, that sounds weird, right, but we all had our phones, and we were trying to outdo each other on what is the best song, and so one would go, another would go, you know, and we did this for some time, oh, listen to this, oh, this one's better, and me, having grew up in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, had the best music. So, you know, just they, they were there. But, but we were going around one by one. Oh, listen to this. Oh, do you remember this song? And then it happened. It come to me, and I played this song by Alison Krauss, which was a remake of a Keith Whitley song named When You Say Nothing At All. Maybe you've heard this song. Um, but then it happened, you know, I stood up, and Billy was across the room on a couch, and she stood up. And we just met in the middle, and we danced. Just spontaneously danced. And the kids, man, they were making, they were like making these throw-up sounds. <laughs> they were like, this is gross. <laughs> but for me, in that moment... There was magic. I mean, here I was sharing this moment 
with the love of my life. And we were laughing all the way through it. We didn't have a routine. We didn't know any steps. We hadn't practiced. It it was about a connection and about moving through this music. The way the music changed, we would change. The way the music flowed, we would flow. Connected to each other and listening to this moment. And out of this entire history of the earth, God had ordained this moment for me to dance with the one I love in spite of the detest of the kids in that room. (laughs) Nothing else mattered to me, and it was great. Walking with Jesus is a lot like dancing. It really, I mean, I want you to think about this. When we are in a relationship with Jesus Christ, we focus on him and nothing else matters. And I love this thought of this dance. Um, Think about if you were to go to a dance today. I mean, like like if you were to go to somewhere and they're dancing, um, I think it's amazing how this group of people, mostly strangers sometimes, could come together and move as one. They go at the same tempo. They, they move at the same rhythm, the same kind of direction, each at their own individual skill set. doesn't matter how good you are, or in my case, how good you are not. What matters is you pay attention to your partner and you listen to the music. In the Christian life, there are steps that we need to take. And there's things that we need to follow. But let me say this. It's not about the steps. It's about the music and moving with it as it changes. It's about life and moving as life changes. We have fun when we walk with Christ. There's laughter in it. And we're not defined by our failures. That day when we were dancing, I promise I messed up. But we kept going. We learn and we move on. The secret is staying focused on Christ. Not worrying about what's happening all around you. Just keep your eyes on him. A lot of times uh, we take criticism from people who, who are really mature believers. I mean, they've been doing this a long time and we mess it up. But we keep our eyes on Jesus and we keep moving forward and we're going to be okay. The world loves to ridicule us. I mean, they're stumbling all over their self. But still, we open our ears and we pay attention to that. Stay focused on Jesus. Keep listening to the music. In my life, um, I've made uh, Christianity different than a dance. I've made it more like marching. Um, right? I've listened to a drill sergeant and missed my dance instructor. Um, now, I know some of you haven't heard a single word I've said since I said the highlight of my life is dancing with a beautiful woman. But I want you to hear me. Being a Christian is a lot more like a dance than it is a march. I read a book recently called A Scandalous Freedom. And in this, Steve Brown says this. 
The good news is that Christ frees us from our need to obnoxiously focus on goodness or commitment or our correctness. Religion has made us obsessive almost beyond enduring. But Jesus has invited us to a dance. And we've turned it into a march of soldiers, always checking to see if we're doing the right thing and keeping in step with all the other soldiers. We know a dance would be more fun, but we believe that we must march through hell to get to heaven. So we just keep marching. Jesus says, take up your cross and follow me. What he's saying is, I have a dance floor. Would you care to join me? He defines the dance floor. He says, follow me. It's going to be okay. Let's dance. But now the church, and I'm talking about not, not our, but the church by and large, has came up with good methods and standards and, 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 and what you need to follow to succeed. And for a long time, I thought I had to do those things. I never thought I'd ever preach without a tie on. But it feels like they're just telling us to march. And to be honest, I'm ready to dance. As we move deeper and deeper into this new year and all these new things are happening, I want to invite you to dance. It's a call to dance. Then young women will dance and be glad. Young men and old as well. I will turn their mourning into gladness. I will give them comfort and joy instead of sorrow. I will satisfy the priest with abundance. And my people will be filled. Man, that's good. Do you hear those words though? Dance, gladness, comfort, joy, abundance, bounty. I could use some of that today. I mean, it's been a rough run these past few years with quarantine and sickness and you know, what's going to happen and, and the future. And, and, and maybe there's an election. I mean, we can't all get along in that, can we? I could use some gladness and comfort and joy. These words come from dancing, not marching. I mean, I... Over the past few weeks, I, I, like I say, I've, I've been alone. You know, Jared's been gone, and so I've been kind of by myself, and I've been thinking about my time here at this church. Even though it's been a short time, I like to look back because that helps me uh, forecast for the future. And I never forget my first Sunday here. Uh, I, I, I was thinking about that. I was sitting over there about where Courtney and them are over in that area, um, and I didn't know what to expect. I mean, I was, afra- I was afraid. Right? I'm going to stand when I ain't supposed to stand. Everybody's going to look at me. I'm going to sing. Maybe my mic will be on. It'll come over this. You know? I'm going to read when I shouldn't read. You know, I don't know. I mean, I was just scared. And then the countdown comes on. <laughs> I mean, I start sweating. And then I do my foot like, you know, I start patting my foot. Rocking back and forth, you know, like going, oh, what's going to happen, you know? And, and this anxiety was just weighing in on me. And then Adam Collins, he was walking up through there, and he kind of leaned into me. And he could see it. I know he could. everybody could see it. But he said, you're going to do great. We just do the best we can around here, and everything else is going to be okay. In my life, I'd learned to March. The churches I'd been a part of, I'd grew up in, uh, uh, they were all about marching, and I was a good marcher. I know what that looked like. 
But what had just happened is Adam had said, you know, what he had just come and told me, it wasn't an invitation to march with us. He said, this is open, let's dance. We're good marchers. We take what, what is expected and we fill in the blank and the church has done that for years. But over the past couple of years, the wheels have fell off and we can no longer lean into structure and the rigidity of what the church has become and what it is expected to do. With COVID, we have tried to find a new way to reach a community that is literally dying. People have been distracted by the worry of the world. And we forget to grab hold of Jesus Christ and dance with the music as it changes. We have to stay focused on our partner and move with the music. We spent the last couple of years just trying to, to maintain, and it's been kind of a scary place. And what's going to happen? What's, you know, what, what are we going to do? Should we meet? Should we not meet? Is everybody going to be offended if we do meet? How do we minister to a congregation and reach out to a world during this? While our hearts are telling us, love your neighbor. Go dance. But as I've looked back over this past year, I am absolutely convinced that God has been in the middle of my mess. Um, I am without a doubt. And here's why I believe that. It's because more times than we know, God uses our pain to get us to stop marching and to start dancing. And I told Billy, I mean, I've been over these past few years, I told her, this, this is too hard. Maybe we should try something different. Maybe there's a, a, a different new for us. Uh, uh, but God had a different plan, and he wouldn't let us quit. He had a different, he was getting us ready for a brand. He said, I make all things new. What he was doing is using my pain to turn me into a dancer. And this is hard for me because I'm a good marcher. Uh, I can follow rules, and I can do the methods, and, 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 and and God had a different plan. God had invited me to dance. And, and if he has to use my pain to make me dance, then that's what he's going to do. If your marriage is in trouble, maybe God's inviting you to dance. If you got cut from a team, maybe there's a dance floor that's waiting for you. If you don't get accepted into your dream college, God's saying, let's dance. When, when your job gets dissolved and you're out of work, God's inviting you to dance with him. When a doctor walks in a room and he says, I've got some bad news, it's an invitation to dance. When you get drawn back into that addiction that just seems to not let you go, Jesus is offering you a dance instead. When you feel like you're living in a nation that's been divided for so long. And the spiritual life that you are trying to reach for just lacks passion. And you've not had a meaningful quiet time since you don't know when. And you're tired. And all you want to do is go to bed, curl up, and just let the world go by. Jesus is saying, get up, let's dance. And it's took me a while to get here, and I've really had to grab hold of this finished work of Jesus Christ. 
Um, and, and that's important that we get, that it's a finished work and there's nothing we have to do to complete it. We just got to take hold of it. And I've tried, and I've tried. And whenever all this settled into my life, that's really how I ended up here, by and large. Colossians 2, starting at the verse 6, is a wonderful passage. And you won't see the word dance appear in it, but it is a dance passage. What's going on is... uh, the, the Apostle Paul is trying to get a bunch of marchers to start dancing. There were some false teachers and they had gathered in this region. And they had told people, yes, Jesus is good, but there's also this. You also, here's your marching orders. And Paul got concerned and so he said to them, So then just as you have received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live in him. Paul wanted them to dance. How? Just as they had received Jesus. How did you receive Jesus? I mean, what was that moment like? Whenever you accepted Jesus as yours, um, uh, what, what happened? You recognize your need. You realize there's a hopelessness. There's no way I can bridge that gap. Only Jesus can. And you stand in his finished work and you say, this is all I need. And you surrender to him and you say, take me. I mean, maybe it looked different for you, but but that's kind of how it happens. You say, I need help. I can't do this myself. Jesus, you did it for me, so come save me. So do you remember that? I mean, do you remember those moments? Do you remember whenever you stood up and maybe you come down the aisle and you laid on your face without caring what was going on? The only thing you were focused on is your new dance partner. Maybe that was an emotional moment for you. Maybe, you know, you just pouring your life out with no system, no organization, just a surrendered life looking for Jesus. Jesus, I can't save myself. I need you more today than I ever have. Not just a birth in a manger. Not just a death on a cross, but a resurrection and a promise of a new life. That's what it's about. And I don't know about you, but this year I want to find that new life. I want to dance better than I've ever danced. And it's possible. All we have to do is completely surrender to Jesus. When you think of dancing, you think of an instructor, right? But when you think of marching, you think about a drill sergeant. And and who you want to spend eternity with, right? I mean, if if I'm marching along and I mess up, I I was in ROTC when I was in high school, right? More than once, Bartley, what are you doing? You messed this whole thing up. Drop and give me 20. Now get back in line. I ain't got 20 in me today. (laughs) You know? But a lot of people think Jesus is like this. When we stumble, when we fall, that he's just there ready to just ridicule and to just get us. And they live their life afraid of messing up. And because they live in so much fear of messing up, they're afraid to take a chance. So they live their life toeing the line and checking boxes. 
But Jesus is a dance instructor, and he's inviting us to step out on this dance floor and to dance with him. Here's the bottom line. As I think about all this, you know, I don't want to lead a march. I want to encourage people to dance. I want to see things happen like a boxing gym. I want to see a coffee shop host girls' Bible study. I want to see these things that are abstract in what we think of as church happening to reach a generation, to reach a community for Jesus Christ. I don't want to provide entertainment. Because I think about that night that me and Billy were dancing. And I think about the other people in the room. They just sit and watched. They didn't get up. They knew that our experience in that song and in that moment was way better than what they were experiencing. And they did nothing about it. They didn't get up. And dancing, it requires us to be involved. I don't want you to miss the opportunity to take the dance floor. The other night after um, Wednesday night class, me and Adam and Amber, there were several of us just hanging out, talking, and Adam was talking about uh, this devotion that he reads with Louis Giglio, and that led us down a rabbit trail, you know, to where we ended up watching a video that he was doing a devotion about how the stars and the moon and the sun, they all put out these sounds, right? Like as the star rotates, it just pecks. And how they peck at different levels and different speeds and different sounds. And some of them hum. And then he, he had animal sounds. These whales were making sounds and different things. And he takes this mixing board and he layers them all up. And he plays how great is our God over top of that. So when he invites you to dance, know the music's already playing. And I want you to know, regardless of who you are, you're welcome on this dance floor. But you don't know how bad I am. You don't know the things I've done in my past. You're right. I don't. I just know the you that shows up here smiling, telling me everything's fine. But I'll tell you who does know. It's God. And he's the one that extends this invitation for you to dance. I don't care where you are in your journey, what you look like, your age, your struggles, your victories. I don't care about any of that. Uh, I want you here on this journey, on this dance floor with Jesus Christ. And if you're serious about figuring out um, this dance, about figuring out how Christ can rescue you, how he can redeem you, how he can rule in your life, then this is the place for you. I want you to experience life. Today, I want you to dance. I want you to take a step out onto the dance floor. I want you to move. I want you to be connected to God. Because when we step out, we take a risk. And when we risk it, it can be really, really good. Then young women will dance and be glad. Young men and old as well. I would turn their mourning into gladness. We could, we could use that today. I would give them comfort and joy instead of sorrow. We could surely do that. I would satisfy the priest with abundance and my people will be filled with my bounty. And this is a message from God. And that's the invitation today. I don't care where you are. Go back to, to the other passage. How does that happen? Just like you accepted him. 
that moment, that moment of abandonment, that moment of freedom, that moment when you stood up and nobody else mattered that was in the room. That's how this happens. That's where the dance starts. But that's also where it continues. There's going to be people in your life that tell you you can't do that. There's going to be people in your life that you shouldn't be going here or doing that. Now, you're never going to succeed if you wear Jesus on your shoulder and try to open a business. But God said that's the only way you're going to succeed. So that's the invitation. And they're going to come right now and they're going to sing another song. And, 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 and so the invitation is if you are where you are and you want to step out on this floor, um, today is the day. Um, this is a safe place. If you'd like to come and pray, if you'd like to pray where you are, and there's people in this room that would love to pray with you. So I'm going to say a prayer. They're going to pray a song, play a song. And if you're ready to dance, let's do it. Pray with me. I pray, Father, that we get to enjoy the mess of a dance together. With people laughing, singing, focused into you. Our one true partner experiencing Christ, that's our heart's desire. We recognize that um, dancing is messy and marching is, is easy and we know what that should look like. But Father, we want you to do a new work in us. Make us dance as individuals but also as a church, Father. Lord, we ask you to just dive into all that is new and let us see what that looks like. I don't want us to miss this greatness. I pray this in your most precious and powerful name. Amen.